Welcome to Rocker Radio. I'm Jason Bryan, and you're listening to Newsdesk. Rocker Radio is bringing you the fresh news and insights about telecoms roaming and interconnect, as we do in our reports. This is the fifth monthly Newsdesk from Rocco, and our aim is to provide you with a blend of news, insights, and opinion about the world of roaming and interconnect. In this news desk, we try and provide 99% coverage of some of the key themes at the recent WAS meeting, with a number of interviews with thought leaders that we met at the conference. We hear from Sonia Hajani from Travelling Connect about their new trading platform solution for handling IoT negotiations. Uh, trading platforms are being used in different sectors, uh, financial sectors, uh, all different sectors they use it. So why not use it on the telecom sector for the roaming as well? And we've got really a lot of positive feedbacks from operators. They really like this idea. It's very easy that you can just enter your target rates and just let the other operators just bid for the deal. We also chatted with Sarah Barakat from Monty Mobile about their new solution known as the M Reward Service. This will allow the advertiser to opt in freely. They are free to opt out whenever they want. And they have the flexibility to choose the types of advertisements they are interested in and that they would like to listen to. With the key focus of the WAS meeting on women in tech, we spoke to the wonderful Travia Stewart from BIX about what she felt companies can do to encourage diversity in the workplace. Companies need to foster more diversity programs and not only look at, for example, race, but also gender and giving equal opportunity to everyone to advance. And finally, it was a pleasure to welcome back Vicky Slight, who was presenting in the Women in Tech Forum at WAS, about how mentoring and sponsorship for men and women is a great way forward to turbocharge careers in this space. A sponsor sees further in your career as an important investment. They can advise or steer you, but their chief role is to develop you as a leader. So a sponsor will invest, whereas a mentor will listen. All interviews which we think between them really capture the spirit of the WAS meeting. With so much in today's news desk, let's kick off. GSMA's WAS event took place in the shiny, hot and ever-changing gem of the Middle East, Dubai, where I spent my first day at a private networking event hosted by the Etisalat Group, which really gave me some bearings on what were the hot topics for the Etisalat business. They took us to the World Islands, where it was amazing to have lunch on the island of the Lebanon, overlooking the Dubai skyline. Meanwhile, in the meeting, the topic of fraud and security opened the WAS week with an air of dread, with stale warnings echoing once more in the telecom realm, but seemingly falling upon deaf ears. The lack of security standards disturbs many, but restless minds are not willing to wait any longer for those to be put in place. SS7 risks, prepaid trafficking fraud, IRSF, we've heard it all before, The ever-increasing IT traffic puts pressure on pre-existing security issues. Fraudsters innovate faster than we do, and there are always a few steps ahead. But there's hope that detecting fraud will become more efficient with machine learning. Unusual behavior should not be monitored as an average, but as a unique case. As we saw in our IoT security report published in January, 
Every customer, every case requires maximum individual attention to prevent the spread of a malicious trend if caught on time. While the standards meetings are a nice way to learn about new topics, people come to the event more evidently for networking and negotiating IoT deals. With an interesting new service, we spoke to Sonia Harjani from Traveling Connect about what they offer on their new trading platform. It's a real pleasure to be here with Sonia Harjani, who is the sales executive for Traveling Connect. Many people will know Traveling Connect in the industry, but they may not know Sonia. Sonia, how are you today? I'm doing great. Not too bad. How's yeah. your was meeting so far? It's been hectic, but um, it's been really amazing so far. Back-to-back -back meetings, and I'm actually enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. I think Dubai is one of those places where it's just so simple to do everything in a conference size, yeah. in the hotel. Oh, it's perfect, isn't it? It is. It is. I think it's really good because we put in all this energy and meeting people and getting all these good vibes from everybody. And then in the night, you can just go and relax and have some good food and eat. And it's nice. I like being here and especially getting away from the cold weather in Holland. <laughs> in this hot, hot weather, it's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah, I'm also happy to escape the snow of Europe. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really nice to have that. So, Sonia, you work for Traveling Connect. Um, for those people who don't know Traveling Connect around the world, what do you guys do? So, Traveling Connect, uh, we've been in the roaming industry for more than uh, 15 years now already. Uh, we have three different platforms. Uh, one's the loyalty platform, so a lot of people know us for the loyalty platform where people can earn miles when they're roaming. Uh, so we have very good connections with the airline partners as well as the mobile operator side as well. Um, we have another platform where we do tours and activities and our latest platform is the wholesale QRoam IoT trading platform. And that's what's been getting quite a lot of attention this was and uh, we're promoting that quite a lot this past three days. Yeah, because of course at the WAS meeting of course there's lots of standards being discussed. But let's say one of the main reasons people come to the WAS is to do commercial negotiations for roaming, right? right? So your tool, as I understand it, expedites that. It makes it more efficient. Right. I mean, we're now in 2018. Things are changing. And actually, the operators also are starting to realize that we need to automate this whole wholesale IoT negotiation process. And that's why we created this trading platform. And uh, trading platforms are being used in different sectors, uh, financial sectors, uh, all different sectors they use it. So why not use it on the telecom sector for the roaming as well? And we've got really a lot of positive feedbacks from operators. They really like this idea. It's very easy that you can just enter your target rates and just let the other operators just bid for the deal. It's, it's been really amazing. Yeah. 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 We're looking forward to uh, yeah, signing up and getting a lot of operators on board for this. So the idea of this is to deliver, let's say, more IoT negotiations or to do your current IoT negotiations, which, you know, for most operators is like the core operators they work with faster. The idea of it is see operators who have their top 20 destinations, who are their main partners, they will still want that face to face meeting with them. They will still want to pick up the phone and call them up. But the idea of the QROM trading platform is to get deals, have this roaming discount deals for your small and your medium and smaller partners. So basically more on the long tail side. I think a lot of operators are getting a lot of pressure from the retail side to lower the roaming rates everywhere, not only in the big markets where their customer travel to, but they, sometimes the roaming team 
they don't have enough manpower or there's not enough resources available. So to focus on those medium and smaller operators to have a deal with. And that's how, why this platform will come in place because we can all automate that process and it's a good overview for you to also manage all uh, these smaller deals as well. Right. Yeah. No, it seems to me a logical next step. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, since mobile operators are, of course, definitely pushed by roaming regulations to reduce their costs. And if there's a way to get this done more efficiently, yeah. then, of course, it's going to help a lot. Yeah, yeah. Basically, the idea is um, in case of you picking up the phone, chasing them, emailing them, everybody has inbox overload these days, right? Nice. They can't really figure out, oh, my God, what was that deal I got there or something like that. So the idea of this is just go on the platform. Within two minutes, you have bid for this deal and you can just easily overview, see all the transactions that have been placed. You can see your contracts and everything. So it's definitely a help for the roaming manager. It's going to ease their life yeah. for the long tail, yeah. So two more questions for you. The first is very simple. What's the buzz going on in WAS? Well, definitely trading platform. <laughs> um, that is definitely the buzz. Yesterday, there was also a presentation uh, by Free Mobile as well about this trading platform. They're also going to use it. Especially this morning when we came in, I spoke to a few operators and they're like, yes, I heard about it. I did. And I was like, okay, so that's what I would yeah. say was the buzz. Yeah. Okay. Most people will say IoT or 5G or something. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact is that well, here we are, and this is what's happening. Exactly. This is a business that's going on here. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense. It does. And the last question is, tomorrow in the WAS agenda, there is a special presentation on women in tech. What's your view on this? I mean, there's a lot of women in telecoms, but they don't necessarily have senior roles. Do you think there's inequality? Do you think that there's more people who need to be recognized for having, like, say, engineering skills or their leadership skills? I definitely think, yeah, I think that should be there. And I wish I had knew earlier about this uh, presentation because I'm actually flying tomorrow early morning. I myself, being a woman, being in the telecom sector, I never thought in my life I would end up in the telecom sector, but I actually am. And I think we should empower it and we should actually put the woman who has the ones who are able to reach and who actually they should be able to reach up the ladder more and put them in the spotlight, yes. Perfect. Yeah. Sonia, it's a real pleasure to meet you and to speak to you. Thank you very much for your time. Yes, thank you, Jason. It was a pleasure meeting you. If you had survived Celisus's wonderful yacht party with a mini pool that was almost the cause of death of somebody's phone, then you might have had the opportunity to pop into the Hot Topics and IoT seminars. As expected, blockchain took most of the attention, although it was more of an educational glimpse of its presumed brilliance with the assurance that we are now facing blockchain 3.0, cloud servicing, multi-layer middleware, cryptlets. The thing about blockchain is that there are no practical developments yet, making all speculations as palpable as shisha smoke. Surprisingly, drones took what was left of the spotlight, and we witnessed a reality in which drones of higher endurance, smarter navigation, and actual real-world applications would eventually become the norm. You may recall in our well-connected podcast with Digicel recently about the use of drones, how they were utilized to best effect during the hurricane season there. Drones are widely popular and there are practical advantages, especially in accessing and assessing dangerous situations, are more than anticipated. It was again great to notice the diversity of vendors at the conference. 
We all, of course, know Monty Mobile, as they hosted the last meeting in Marrakesh. While walking around, I took the opportunity to speak to Sarah Barakat about their offerings at this WAS meeting. It's a real pleasure to be here with Sarah Barakat. I said your name correctly? Yeah, that's perfect. Hello, good yeah. morning. And your role in Monty is? Uh, I'm a business manager taking care of uh, our live operations and also the business the development of new operations as well. Okay. Yep. What do you think to the WAS 7 meeting? You guys were the hosts of the last WAS in Marrakesh. Uh, we were looking forward to see how the uh, new was will be. Uh, so far, it's so good. The venue is really nice, well organized, and we're really looking forward for the next one in Croatia, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So what is Monty up to these days? You just had your RSV in Dubai a few yeah. weeks ago. How is that? As you probably know, we are arranging our private events. This year it will be three times. The first was here in Dubai, the second will be in uh, Brazil, in Sao Paulo. And the uh, end of this year we will have one also in Hanoi, in Vietnam. It's focusing on all mobile operators. We are trying to expand, to be honest. Like we were focusing on Asia, Middle East. We're trying to reach Asia more and uh, America as well. So this is why we are choosing different locations. And this was the vision behind the Monty's decision to expand and to visit different uh, countries around the world because you know whenever you are near people will be attracted from that area to attend more so this was his target behind having different locations and what about this event what do you think are the hot topics in this was meeting to be honest, the A2P is still one of the hottest topics, but I can see that operators are aware of it more now. Uh, everyone is willing to take an action to protect their network. So it's becoming narrower where you have this opportunity to uh, capture a new operator. So I think it's time to start looking for something else. That's why we brought up the M Reward service as well. We're focusing, as you know, on A2P International SMS as well as M Rewards. It's a new service to make operators make some money of advertising as well. Oh, tell me more about that. Uh, okay, so this service will allow the operators uh, to put a seven-second advertisement before uh, the call starts, whenever you are initiating or receiving a call, where you will be uh, rewarded for listening or uh, letting your incoming call, the person who's calling you, listen to a certain advertisement. You will redeem certain points, and then you will be rewarded by having data packages or some uh, dollars instead or points. So this will allow the advertiser to opt in freely. They are free to opt out whenever they want, and they have the flexibility to choose the types of uh, advertisements they are interested in and that they would like to listen to. Right, okay. Yep. Yeah. And what about RCS? Is it something that you guys are thinking about? Actually, we've been in contact with uh, someone from Google and we are trying to be part uh, of that as well. We would like to explore that more, uh, see if we can punch in, if it could be uh, an added value for us. So yes, we're looking into it. I want to thank you so much and Rocco for uh, always having uh, these uh, strategic uh, research. Uh, it's of an added value for us to know what the operators think, uh, how do they see us and what is important for them. Uh, so thank you for this interview and I uh, hope you have a very nice event. Thank you so much. Uh, it's a real pleasure to talk to you. Our week at Was triumphed with the wonderful La Pearl performance by Dragone, sponsored by Eti Salat. Some of us need a little bit of magic to overcome the exhaustion of the exciting week. 
On Wednesday, the crowd began dwindling and talks of 5G in RCS were reignited. But we are far from employing either of these solutions. 5G still seems in the future. Voltate seems like the most promising candidate. For more information about messaging strategy, see Rocco's messaging strategy research report we just published, where we interviewed enterprises, vendors, and MNOs about their strategy on all of the different messaging options in the market. Now, with a panel on women in tech taking place the following day, there was lots of anticipation of what was going to be the topic of focus. One of my favorite industry people is Travis Stewart from Bix. On the theme of women in tech, I wanted to know what she thought to diversity in the workplace. I'm here with the wonderful Travia Stewart. Travia has agreed to discuss with us one of the big topics of this GSMA Awards meeting, which is women in tech. And just to give her perspective, let's say, on women in the telecom space. Um, Travia, you work for Bix, don't you? I do, yes. And your role in Bix is? I'm a roaming business manager, so I work as a part of the product management team for roaming. But you've been in roaming a long time. Oh, for a while. Let's not age me, but uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> for a while. And I've done a few rounds, both on the vendor side and the MNO side. So, yes. Yeah, because you worked also for Digicel Group. I worked for Digicel and I also worked a little bit for Comphone. And I worked as a consultant for a company called iMovix right. before moving to just Bix. So you've seen every p possible perspective, let's I say. Think, I think I've seen quite some, yes. What do you think about women in telecoms? You know, because obviously there's a lot of jobs, let's say, in the telecom space which are around engineering. Yes. And we don't associate that with women, do we, t typically? We don't typically, know, But I am happy to say that since I have started in telecoms till now, I think there has been a bigger showing of women especially in engineering. Uh, in the past, I would say about 10 years as compared to when I just started. So when I started, the telecoms world was uh, women in uh, call centers, women as administrative assistants in this kind of support role and not necessarily on the network side or doing anything really technical. But um, one of my very good friends, she uh, started, I believe, in Digicel when she was 23 years old as an engineer. And I so admired her. She was so bright. She still is so bright. <laughs> and she she was one of the first female engineers that I knew at the time because in Digicel there weren't that many if there were any at that time and since then I have seen quite a few women stepping up being engineers being in charge of the more scientific side of telecoms let's right. say yeah. and I'm really thrilled at that we're breaking all barriers and uh, making yeah. our presence felt. We are a lot more than support. We can forge our own path and we can be in charge of big things. It's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. No, I mean, I had many managers in my telecoms career, which I really loved. And yes. what I think it brought to me is like a diversity of opinion. Yes, as well. Different management styles as well. Yes, different uh, different perspectives. I know it is uh, commonly thought, our society has taught us that uh, women are more emotional, let's say, and men are more practical. But you can also apply that to different professions. You will find if it's a female who is in finance or if it's a female who is in a commercial uh, spot, the thinking is the same, but the thinking is related to the profession and not necessarily to the gender. So you will find 
engineers, uh, female engineers who are like-minded in thought as male engineers, I would say. So I think there is a little bit of blur there, what sets us apart as women as it relates to certain professions, but uh, it's amazing. We can do it all, huh? Yeah. <laughs> One thing is for sure that uh, clearly, from a telecoms perspective, as we enter into the Internet of Things world, you know, yes. there's lots of devices. Everybody's going to use Internet of Things related devices, most likely. And it's not just for men, it's for women. So exactly. the women also need to have a voice in, let's say, designing, designing those, yes. those solutions. Yes. I read an article the other day. Mm. It was about female toilets and male toilets oh. and there was a gentleman saying why are the toilet lines usually so long on the female side of a room right. for example for a big event or something but on the male side it's a lot shorter and he says this is because these were designed by men I don't know how true this is of course but it just really goes to show you that there are certain things that are designed by a certain subset of people for everyone and it doesn't capture a full picture it doesn't capture the full opinion so yes you have a bunch of men designing some things for everyone to use and then if women are uh, equal players in that user space there's many things that are missing could be missing so yeah why not involve us we have the brain we have the functionality we have the capability the ability and yes we have an opinion on the things that we're going to use in our day-to-day -day lives or whenever it is that we need to use them that is a Why really not? good analogy that you just <laughs> made because it reflects a lot of things which are going to be designed in the future, right? Yes. And how important it is to have diversity behind those, those strategic decisions. So, but what else needs to happen, do you think, in our industry? What else can companies do to support a diverse workplace? I think there has been some attempt at it but still we are quite male-centric. I've been in some scenarios before where I'm the only female in a meeting and it could be mid-management level, it could be C-level and it's sometimes I look around and I make this distinction and I don't pat myself on the shoulder for that. I think there is something that's missing here. So in, in my company, for example, we are big on diversity, meaning different nationalities, meaning women in management, men in management, and just promoting bright minds, regardless of what the outside looks like, what the packaging looks like. So I don't know if maybe companies need to foster more diversity programs yeah. and not only look at for example, race, but also gender, and giving equal opportunity to everyone to advance. I mean, whatever the packaging looks like, once uh, the brain is right and the ability is right and the knowledge and the skill set is right, promote these people and get these people. Why not? Javier, this has been wonderful. Thank you very much for your oh, time. Javier, thank, <laughs> thank you so you. much. Thanks as well, Jason. Well, it was the first Women in Technology event to take place during WAS, and no better person to share the limelight than Vicky Slight. On the theme of embracing talent, we decided Paulina should do her first interview for Rocco Radio. Who better to interview than Vicky herself about all the themes she would be presenting in the meeting? We are here in Dubai for GSMA's WAS 7 event. I'm Paulina Christova, a researcher and writer for Rocco, and um, I'm here with Vicky Slides, Chief uh, Perfect Officer. Um, how are you? 
I'm fine. Thank you, Paulina. Thanks for talking to me today. Oh, thank you so much. It was, it's, um, it's great to have you. Yes, it's great to be here in Dubai and I'm very excited. I'm here actually on behalf of Cisco um, because I'm speaking and moderating at the Women for Tech session, which is tomorrow, uh, where we'll be talking about solutions for a complex world. Solutions for a complex world, could you elaborate a bit more on it? Yes, so tomorrow we're going to focus on what are the solutions in terms of the industry um, that we need to look at. And it's not just about how we get more women into tech, it's about how those solutions from new mobile and digital technologies are going to support that. Do you reckon that maybe you're going to try to implement more programs, more women-oriented trainings? Mm -hmm. Because today we actually spoke to several women. Yes. And they did mention that their companies were trying to exactly put into to implement such mm -hmm. programs, but um, they did um, encounter quite a lot of resistance, uh -huh. especially from you know people that felt like they were being discriminated against. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Yeah, so I'm doing this in a number of ways. Um, the reason why I'm actually at GSMA WAS is um, on behalf of Cisco. So Cisco, two years ago, and I was part of this, launched the Multiplier Effect Pledge. And this is one of the solutions, and we need to take this industry-wide, and this is one of the things I'm going to be talking about tomorrow, because we need to look at what's accountable for so many women falling short of leadership positions that they have the potential to fill. And why do so few women fulfill their dreams um, in terms of getting to that leadership position? There's one reason for this. We as women sometimes fail to cultivate strategic alliances with individuals who are capable of propelling us um, into those leadership positions. So we need to learn better how to turbocharge these relationships. Um, and understand that quid pro quo and then and what can come from mutual investment from both sides. So on the one hand we have mentorship and mentorship is important and mentors do matter. We absolutely do need them but they're not the ticket to the top. So mentors are people who take an interest in counselling you because they like you, because you remind them of themselves, they want to support you and they will listen to you sympathetically to anything that you care to bring up. And you can have conversations with your mentor, for example, that you may not want to have with your boss or your team members. What I want to move on to is to talk more about sponsorship. As a sponsor, this is someone who takes an interest in you and your career. A sponsor sees further in your career as an important investment. They can advise or steer you, but their chief role is to develop you as a leader. So a sponsor will invest, whereas a mentor will listen. Sponsor, it's all about taking a risk. They'll encourage you to take risk and have your back, um, and they expect a great deal back from you in return. One of those things being loyalty and delivering to a stellar level. So that's one of the solutions as to how do we fill up that pipeline and get more women into leadership positions as well as getting them into tech. The other thing that I'm doing in terms of, uh, just going back to your question, is I've also developed a program alongside a colleague, um, Dr. Terry Simpkin, which is called Lead Braver, Stronger, Smarter. This is a leadership development program which looks at, okay, what are the barriers? What are those barriers that are actually stopping women? Women and men, actually. 
This leadership development programme, which launches on the 16th of May in London, hosted by RICO, looks at enhancing the power of over 40 years of research around the imposter phenomenon. And it's a programme designed to supercharge leadership capacities, again, in this complex world. And attendees will overcome those inherent barriers to leadership and personal success. So what is the imposter phenomenon? It's been researched for over 40 years and still people struggle with it every day. I struggle with it. Uh, we had a discussion earlier, you struggle Absolutely. with it. Yes. Um, men struggle with it, it's not just women. It's an illogical but a very real feeling of being an imposter and it's preventing the advancement of highly skilled leaders and diverse leadership teams. So that's why we put this together along with the GC Index framework. And so we're looking forward to delivering that programme with RICO on the 16th of May. And it is a global programme, so we'll be moving around the different regions shortly thereafter that. Well, no, these are definitely activities that w women would greatly benefit from because mm. you were talking about mentorship, obviously very important, but yes. also sponsorship, taking out another step mm. uh, further into uh, empowering women. Yeah. But from uh, what I've observed, many women uh, do get very easily intimidated. So even asking for somebody to mentor them is already quite an intimidating thing to consider. What about sponsorship? Because it feels like it's a much bigger investment, like you said. It's mm. an investment into your future, not only. Yeah, it's sponsorship is about when you see diverse talent and we need to look at, you know, it's not somebody that looks like you or reminds you of you. It's about taking a risk on that talent. So you're putting them forward, you're investing in their career. So putting them forward for those those next steps, those leadership positions, those, those speaking slots and being their advocate and having their back. I've done this before where I've put somebody on stage and it was a risk I was taking with a young person but I so believed in this talent and I invested that time and I think if what we need to do is challenge our peers everybody needs to take this pledge in terms of sponsorship and I'm going to challenge three of my peers to say who are you going to sponsor and what does that sponsee look like um, and how much time are you going to put in to that and then the reason why it's called the multiplier effect is if you sponsor somebody, if you've been sponsored, you are then likely, more than likely, to go on and sponsor someone else. And so it's that ripple multiplier effect. There is a pledge that can be signed up to, which we can add to this recording. And as an individual, you can sign up to it. As an organisation, you can sign up to it. It doesn't cost anything. It's about investing your time. And of course, we know time is precious. But it's very rewarding to see talent rewarded, especially when you're sponsoring somebody in that way. It also feels like, well, in the past I tried to create a program mm. that started all the way in schools because it feels like it starts very early. Mm. This um, imposter phenomenon, phenomenon, it's ingrained in you. Yeah. Even I, I remember chemistry teacher, he would openly talk about how men, you know, women are just so pretty they don't have time for chemistry or you know little subtle hints like that and that men have a better brain mm -hmm. for calculations and so it was very always very very discouraging so do you think that maybe in the future mm -hmm. do you think you will be also um, interested in maybe launching uh, or participating in a program like that that starts from early very early 
Yeah, I mean, the imposter phenomenon affects all of us. And it is, as I mentioned, both men and women. And nobody's alone in that sense. And it's not just young people, it's all the way through up to senior leadership. It's the belief that you're not in post on merit. And as I said, 40 years of research has proven that it affects millions of people, and in particular, women. One of the researchers has estimated that 70% of people at any one time in their lives get up each day and face that fear of being found out as a phony. And it's that nagging feeling that the role they have should have gone to someone else. So this is why people such as Melinda Gates are blogging about this now. It's become such a hot topic. And that's why myself and Dr. Terry Simpkin have decided to develop this program because we want to help people overcome those barriers and we're not just getting women signing up for this program we're getting men signing up as well this is not just about women it's it affects everybody and it's a real problem because if we don't remove those barriers then we don't unleash that potential for those leaders they can fulfill those roles they have the capabilities so we want to help them remove those barriers and that's what we're delivering no, yeah, definitely helps to have somebody who believes in you, somebody yes. who's willing to um, listen to you and to help polish you. Yeah. And you could just give them uh, raw ideas mm-hmm. because that's what it usually happens. Many people have wonderful but very raw ideas and they just need that one person, yeah. um, a mentor to yeah. help them yeah. shape it. It's about giving your career traction and giving, giving diverse talent. So you see diverse talent. It doesn't necessarily have to be um, a young woman. What I'm talking about is diverse talent. You see that talent and you support it. You invest in it. Thank you very much for your time, Vicky. Um, Thank you. It was a pleasure to have this conversation with you. Very interesting. And good luck tomorrow. Thank on, you. On your program. Thank you very much. L- pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Fortunately, we also managed to get some great interviews with Pontus Berg from Twilio. Roaming used to be more fun. Everything that is regulated, everything that becomes more into strict and rigid processes, then you become a small cogwheel. And the room to innovate is less now. And with Tom Knoll from JT Global. You have to look at IoT. Everything is IoT, and you read the Gartner reports around you know the size of the market. Mm. It's a huge, exciting area for us. And for JT, we are committed to making sure we are seen in the next five years as much as an IoT company as a telco. These two well-connected podcasts will be coming out very soon, so stay tuned to Rocker Radio for more information. We hope you enjoyed this month's podcast please take the chance to listen to our Newsdesk podcast with David Rogers on IoT security, which is really worth a listen if IoT is in your focus. Until next time, this is Jason Bryan, and you've been listening to Newsdesk from Rocker Radio. Mm-hmm.